Hi and welcome to today's episode of this conversation strategy slash confidence building slash social skills series. And today I'm talking about the five areas of life where it's most important to have these social skills. Because I so often hear people saying how they hate small talk and they'd rather just talk about the big stuff, the interesting topics, the topics of conversation that they're interested in. Now, I used to be one of those people. I used to say that I hated small talk. But the reason I hated it was because I was no good at it. When I was younger, when I was in my teens, my twenties, I'd watch my school friends and then then friends outside of school as I moved on in life. And I, as, as I went to the pub with them or the nightclubs, and I could just watch them and how easily they interacted with girls and with each other talking about their jobs and their daily lives. And I wondered, how do you do it? Why can't I do that? And what was happening was that my mind was going blank and my mind was mistakenly seeing these social situations as threats, not physical threats, but threats. And so it was going into flight or fight mode or more accurately freeze flight fight mode and when this happens your brain diverts resources into your muscles preparing them for a sudden explosive burst of energy whether that's to fight or to flight and one of those areas where it will divert resources is the higher cognitive thinking and that's why the mind goes blank when you perceive a threat scenario in a social situation i mean when when you're by yourself if you're like me you can have dialogues with yourself all day long and be the most interesting person on the planet in your own mind. But when you actually come to a situation where you need that ability to talk and be interesting and and exchange ideas, thoughts, opinions, beliefs, etc., your mind has gone blank. And a secondary um, scenario of this way where you, you can't react, you can't talk, is because You're being reactive instead of proactive. And what I mean is that when when you're not introducing topics, when you're not talking yourself and leading conversations and being proactive in the conversation, then you're you're left being reactive, which means that you're reacting to what the other person wants to talk about. And when, when you're in this situation, you're on their territory of familiarity. They're talking about what they know about, what they're interested in, and you're on their ground and you may not be, you may not have much knowledge about what they're talking about. So you've, you've naturally not got very much to say about it. So you're being reactive to them and you're not being proactive and, and lead them into your topics of, of, of knowledge now and again. And so you've got a double, double whammy scenario where you You're in a situation where you can't talk, you can't communicate, and you're being the wallflower, you're being the quiet one. And it's not a nice situation to be in. And I found myself in that situation time and time again as a younger person. And so that's why I want to lead you through these five areas where small talk is so important. And before I do that, so let me just say, go to lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream and sign up to get notifications of of the next live streams because the whole reason behind this is that I want to layer in conversation strategies, a couple per week that you'll be able to use immediately in 
social situations. And I'm going to give you a quick anecdote in a, in a few minutes time as to why I feel that this is very important to do. Um, so if you go to liveconfident.com forward slash live stream, you'll be able to sign up and you'll be able to see our back catalogue of live streams and review previous conversation strategies we've covered. Uh, the last one we talked about, um, how to avoid awkward silences. Very important. And then before that, we talked about the R method, A-R-E method, which is great when you, you're, you're meeting people for the first time and you want to get, it's kind of a bridge between first contact and getting into the flow of conversation. So yeah, sign up and you'll also get a discount code on our workshops for conversation super strategies, because I like to blend memory techniques with conversation strategies, which provide creates a super strategy and it helps people like me who experience that blank mind, right? I used to experience it. I've, I've been through a 20 year journey now of personal development and I'm pretty much over it. I've developed strategies, I've written books and, and, and I've got through that part of my life, but maybe you haven't. So that's the reason behind these live streams. And let me tell you, they, they don't teach social skills in schools. It's one, for me, I find it one of the most important social skills, life skills you could possibly have. And you need them every single day of your life. But it's not taught in school. And I don't know why. Maybe it's different today. But in my day, in the schools that I went to, they taught geography, uh, math, sciences, history. But no social skills, no business skills. Nothing like that. No economics. No, no stuff that is tangible and real and usable in real life. Um, I, I, I don't remember the, the last equation I needed to, to employ in, in a daily uh, conversation. Um, but there you go. That's, that's the past for me. That can't be changed. I hope it's different in the schools that you've been to, in the colleges and universities. But that's the way it was for me. And so I'm going to go through these five scenarios. And the first one is meeting people for the first time, regardless of the environment. So we're going to exclude work because you're not meeting your colleagues for the first time every single day. So I'm talking about scenarios such as being in a coffee shop or in a bus station queue. I mean, you may not talk to these people, but it's a, it's a situation where you might, somebody might talk to you and you might need the social skills to be able to interact with them and you might want to. Your neighbor, um, it's a networking event, a meetup group. You go to a wedding reception, you go to the pub with your friends, you meet girls or you meet boys, nightclubs, etc. I mean, that's not been so much the case in these last few years with the pandemic and, and lockdowns and all that business, but hopefully things are going to get better and, and we'll be able to start living that kind of life again. So these are the scenarios, situations where you're going to meet people for the first time, whether in a social or a business context. And you need the ability to connect with people. And people these days, thanks to social media, perhaps, we don't have so much attention span. So you only have a small window of opportunity in which to give that first impression. And if you're being reactive instead of proactive, then you may not be given a good impression. And like me, you may 
be talking and you may see that glazing over look in the other person's eyes of, as they evaluate you and, and start thinking, this is not a person worth knowing. Um, how soon can I get out of this conversation? Um, now, I'm mind reading a little bit here and that may not have been what people were thinking. Maybe in the past when I was talking to people and I perceived that glazing over look in their eyes, maybe it was partly due to me and partly due to them really just wanting to talk about their own thing. And that's something we'll discuss in a, in a future live stream. But for now, we're just talking about five scenarios where social skills are very important and valuable. So scenario number one, connecting with people for the first time, first contact, um, first impressions. And then that might lead on to first days and second days, where it's even more important if you like the other person you want, you'd like it to become more than just a first date. If you'd like it to lead to a second date and to a relationship and maybe down the line to a, to marriage and to children and all that good stuff. If that's something that you're looking for out of life, you have to get through that first hurdle of that first date and, and connect with them. And if you've invited them out, you can't then sit there if you're in a restaurant or wherever and expect them to do all the work of the talking, all the heavy lifting, while you're just reactive to them. You've got to be genuine and you've got to be able to carry your side of the conversation. And so social skills, small talk, very important in this scenario. And this may lead on to meeting the in-laws. And whereby we now come to our third scenario where social skills are important. Because if you're going to date the girl or the boy, and maybe more in the future, then you, yeah, for, for your entire future harmony, you've got to be able to connect with the in-laws as well. If you can't do that, then life is going to get quite un uncomfortable at times. And you're going to be anxious every time you have, you're in a situation where you have to meet the in-laws. So meeting the in-laws is a very important situation. And you can do a little bit of research on them, find out what their job is, their career is, their businesses, and do a little bit of research on it. Find out what their hobbies are, maybe, and find out a little bit about it so that you can talk to them and connect with them. Now, that's a subject for another live stream again. For now, we're just covering the five scenarios. So that is three scenarios relating to social situations. But what about work situations? which leads me to situation number four, interviews. So interview situations, important, very important to have social skills because you may be bringing technical skills to the table, but companies highly value the social skills, especially if you're going to be representing their company, either to a customer as a B2B or talking to other companies that your company trades with, or with colleagues, you have to be able to get along well with your colleagues if you're going to work for this company. And so you have to be able to demonstrate those social skills in an interview situation. Now, once upon a time, I did an open day interview in Ireland. I flew to Ireland for a, uh, an IT job, um, computer programming, and there was 20 other people. And it was an all day interview, what they call an open day interview. Now, I learned before going there, somebody gave me the tip that I should say stay switched on and 
assume in my mind that the interview was happening from the very moment I arrived to the moment that I left, not just that small window of time where I was sitting down in an office with them and being interviewed directly. What I was told was that, you know, I would be quietly and silently and secretly evaluated the entire day. So I had to have that in my mind that even if I thought nobody was looking, I needed to be switched on and be socialising and connecting and whatever activities they were asking us to participate in. I had to be there leading and connecting, etc. And not assume that it was just in that one small moment in time when they were interviewing me directly. So that's what I did. And out of these 20 people, two people were chosen for a job and I was one of them because I'd taken this advice to heart and I'd I'd switched on and, and put my best foot forward during this interview for the entire day. And I had assumed that even when I thought I wasn't being watched, I, I was socialising and connecting to the best of my ability. And that's why I got the job. I was not necessarily the, the best qualified technically, but I got the job anyway. Unfortunately, 7-Eleven uh, happened after that. Uh, very shortly after that, in fact, and the IT jobs will seem to dry up for a while and and that, that, that job evaporated. But anyway, that's another story. So anyway, interviews can lead to jobs and work, which leads us to the fifth situation, your work environment. Again, another important scenario where you need to have your social skills, because I don't know about you, this has certainly been the case for me at work when I've in the past when I've worked for other companies I've noticed that people getting promoted and not necessarily or weren't necessarily in my mind the best people for the job in fact sometimes I thought they were outright the worst people for the job I thought why is that person getting promoted you're you're, you're not necessarily honest you're not technically the best how is it that you're getting promoted over me who is good at my job and, and I turn up and I'm never late and I'm, I'm good at my job, but I'm not ever getting promoted. Why is this happening or why is it not happening? And it was a consistent theme throughout my working life when I was working for other people. Fortunately, I don't have to do that anymore. I work for myself. But that was a constant theme in my mind when I was working for other people. And perhaps you'll relate to that thought. The managers above you, you think, how are you in that position? Why? What got you to that position? Well, let me tell you, it was, it was their ability to connect with people, their social skills. They connected with the managers that promoted them. When you can connect to somebody, that that makes you able to relate to them and they they like you for it. And then they're much more likely to promote you for it, not for your necessarily for your technical skills. Because if you're in the management role, you may not need to employ your technical skills so much, but you may more need to have the ability to talk to people and and have the ability to connect to um, to staff, um, to other companies, um, to customers, etc., clients. Um, and so that is the reality of why people get promoted over you if you're not necessarily letting yourself be visible through your social skills. And so this is the fifth scenario where social skills and the ability to connect, I keep repeating it, but this is so important for life. 
and which is why I don't understand why it doesn't necessarily get taught in schools, being as it's so important for your progress through life. Because I, I see people when when you're meeting for them for the first time, it's like they're static and you have to tune the dial and find your way to, to their frequency. And if you can't do that, if you can't, if you don't have the ability to connect and tune the dial and, and, and find their channel, get onto their frequency. If you're stuck in the static, then you're never going to connect and you're never going to progress with them, whether it's a social or it's a business setting. Now, I, I told you earlier, I was going to tell you a little anecdote. I'm sure you've been excited and waiting for it. But it's really the reason why I'm doing these live streams, because on Mondays and Wednesdays, I deliver to you a specific social skills strategy that you can implement pretty much straight away. That's the idea. And then on the Friday, I do something a little bit more abstract, something that's related to social skills, but it's not a direct social skills strategy. But it's motivational and it's helpful and it's confidence building and it's informational. Now, when I wrote my second book, uh, it's called The Theory Test Novel, or these days it's called Theory Test Ace, if you want to Google it. Um, but when it was first released, it was called The Demon Road, A Theory Test Novel. Now, what it was, was a blend of memory techniques and, and theory test scenarios, and I blended them together into a novel. And I thought it was a great concept to teach people the theory test, especially if you got stressed out in uh, test situations. We're not talking about social situations now, but test situations where you can, where your mind can perceive that um, threat and go into the fight flight mode as we discussed, and then your mind goes blank. And so I created this, this learning novel, this technique to help you get through that, where when your mind does, does go blank, you still have your memory techniques that will bring brings the information back to the surface. And that was the whole concept of it. However, I didn't have any authority as the author in the subject of driving. So I decided that I was gonna go and get advanced driving lessons. Now, to, to become an authority on driving as an author and go on the speaking circuit and promoting my book, etc. Now I went to my first advanced driving lesson and I was quite skeptical uh, quite skeptical because I felt that you know I was an experienced driver and I was already very good and what did I what could they really in reality teach me and at the end of the first lesson I was even more skeptical because what I've been shown what I was being told was just little shifts little micro shifts in my in my approach to driving, such as where I was looking in the road as I was driving or the position of the vehicle while I was driving or my speed on the approach to a bend in the road or my ability to predict something that might happen on the road, you know, in a few minutes time, etc. I thought, well, these are, these are all very well little things, but how is this, is, how is this really going to make me an advanced driver, make me a 0.1% top driver in the country as they told me it would how are these little things gonna make that happen so i was very skeptical at the beginning but over time over the course of these lessons my mindset began to shift and by the end 
of these lessons and I took my advanced driving test with a police instructor, as you do. He passed me at a gold level, which I didn't have to tell you, I'm just showing off a little bit, but he did and I passed. And at this point, my mindset had completely shifted. And I, I was now in the mindset of an advanced driver because all these little techniques, these little micro shifts in, 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 in my driving technique had all come together like a jigsaw puzzle. And it had completely reformed my approach to driving and my mindset and my confidence as a driver. I was now an actual advanced driver and my driving technique had changed. And I felt like the safest driver on the road. And I could drive with vehicle sympathy. I, I could drive more safely than anyone around me, I thought. And I was a really good driver. And I was really in the mindset. And, I, and it came through in my driving ability. Now, these live streams, I kind of think what I want it to, the effect I want it to have on you is a similar effect to what these advanced driving lessons had on me. Not not a false sense of um, belief in yourself, but an actual genuine sense of belief in yourself. As we deliver social skills, conversation strategies, one at a time, and we layer them in on top of each other over the period of time. And they come together like a jigsaw puzzle in your mind, and it forms a new mindset. And you might, you might think that, what we talk about in certain conversation strategies, well, you kind of know this already, you kind of do that already. But over time, all these little micro shifts come together. And some of the concepts you might never have thought of before. And so it, you make a little bit of a big leap forward with that. And over the period of time, it all forms this new mindset and the new ability as it reshapes and rewires your mind into this mindset of a person who is socially skilled or at least much better socially skilled than you are today or yesterday and that's my whole reason for doing these live streams that's what that's the effect i want it to have on you it took me 20 years of of stumbling through the dark trying to get out of that pit of social anxiety and shyness and lack of social skills ability without any training any guidance just reading book after book and hoping to find something that I could take away from this book, something I could take away from that book. I went to seminars, trainings, um, courses. I did everything you could imagine over a period of 20 years. And I took little takeaways from here and there, but it took a long period of time. And I want to reduce that time period for you. It's no good if you're in your 20s now and you need those social skill strategies now, not when you're in your 40s. I lost the best years of my life, my teens and my 20s, when I was at my freest, when I had le the least responsibilities and I could live my life. Those were my best years and the, perhaps they are for you too. But I lost those to this thing called social anxiety and this inability to socialise and connect with people. I lost those years to this. And I don't want that to be the case for you, which is why I created lifeconfident.com in the first place to level the playing field. And so it's now my mission in life to create these out of the box thinking strategies that's going to accelerate you forward at warp speed 
through you know my 20 year journey and compress it maybe into a couple of months if, if you're engaging in my live streams in some of my trainings maybe but that's all I've got to say on the subject for now that's my reason for being the live streams also help me to communicate better to clean up my own um, delivery um, I've been on stage it's a very different experience to live streaming so you know I've not done anything in the last few years thanks to the the virus and so now these live streams are helping me as well um, they always say when you've got a skill if you want to improve on that skill then you start teaching it to other people and so that's the stage of that I'm at now and I'm, I'm happy to have you on my journey um, as I go through my journey and I help you to go through your journey to to become socially skilled and, and to be able to represent yourself in whatever scenario you find yourself in and to gradually shrink down the shyness shrink down the anxiety so that you can put it in a little box and put it in the corner and and go and operate in whatever environment you're being asked to go in whether you, you've been asked to go on stage and present something um, whether you're on holiday and you're meeting new people and and you're representing yourself and maybe you're representing your country as an ambassador from the UK, from America, from France, Germany, wherever you are and you're visiting another country and maybe you're backpacking through it and you're representing your country as well as yourself. And if you've got the social skills to do so, then it fulfills something within yourself as well that's given other people a great experience when they're talking to you. And that, I think, is what life is about, among other things. So I hope you'll join me again on the next live stream in a few days' time. Or even if you join me on the next workshop on the 7th of February. Um, it's called 10 Topics in Your Pocket. It's a super strategy that blends my signature of memory techniques with a conversation strategy. And it's going to really accelerate your progress if that's something that you'd like to attend. It's, it's not actually free, sorry about that, I do need to make a living, but it's only $27, 20 pounds. And if you join the live stream lounge, uh, liveconfident.com uh, live forward slash live stream, you'll get a little discount off it as well. So go ahead and do that, and I'll see you again in a few days' time. Thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening if you're on the podcast, and let's do this again in a few days' time. Thanks for that.